On the podcast today, I speak to Andre and his journey from out of shape to the Boston Marathon. Stick around. Thanks for listening and welcome to the YEGMS podcast. On this one, uh, I talked to Andre, and Andre isn't a, a person who suffers from MS, but he has a pretty inspirational story nonetheless. Um, as you'll hear, Andre went from being uh, uh, fairly sedentary and out of shape to, to running a marathon, uh, sorry, not a marathon, the marathon. He ended up running the Boston Marathon, and he is about to embark, I believe, on his third uh, here in a couple of weeks, so um, really glad he took the time to talk to me, and uh, happy to have him. Um, as for things in my world, I uh, the training for the really long run is going uh, okay. Uh, I've got a, about a month and a half to go. I really got to pick it up uh, here in the next month and a half. Uh, really dial it down. I'm really dialing my diet and really start ramping up the uh, the kilometers. Um, but I'm optimistic. I uh, my times are coming down when I run something like a five five k and uh, and overall I feel pretty good. But I, I really got to dial it in on diet and uh, in kilometers over the next month and a half. But uh, you know it's kind of that nerve nerve wracking part where uh, the end is in sight. But uh, I just want to make sure I'm ready. Um, some really great news as far as the run goes. Um, since the last time I, I, I uh, did a podcast just over a month ago, uh, Adidas has come on board as a sponsor, so um, that's fantastic. Uh, they donated shoes, apparel, um, and they're donating some jerseys for, for the team runners on the day of. So uh, they've been absolutely fantastic, and... Uh, I uh, just want to thank them for for supporting the run and supporting me, so that's great. Um, and uh, what else is going on? So I think this is a this is a good episode to talk about uh, goal setting with uh, with my talk with Andre that you'll hear in a hear in a minute or two. Um, I don't know how it is for other people who live with MS, and I know for me, fit between fatigue and uh, depression and uh, different symptoms and all that kind of stuff. Uh, sometimes I hard, you know, I find it very easy to set a goal. Uh, I sometimes find it very difficult to stick with it. Um, and I don't know if that's uh, something that other uh, MS wires experience, or if it's just me, or or what have you. But uh, um, yeah, I just sometimes when I set a goal, I, I you know I'm good for a week, or I'm good for two weeks, maybe a month. And then I slowly fall back, and I noticed I've been noticing that with my training for the really long run, and just overall and in general. Uh, my goal between now and the really long run on May 14th from right now until then is to get up and do my, my training runs early in the morning, uh, starting tomorrow morning. Um, which, you know. Conceptually, I guess I suppose it sounds simple enough. You, you know, you set an alarm and you go for a run. Um, but there's so much more to it. Uh, you've got to make sure that the night before uh, you had a proper meal that'll 
give you energy for running the next morning. And then you got to make sure you get to bed on time because if you go to bed too late, uh, you will not get enough sleep in where you'll have enough energy to, you know, to, to wake up uh, in a timely fashion and get your to get your ass out there and and start doing something. And and, and it's not just running. I mean, just I, mean, I suppose you could apply that to uh, your professional life, your personal life, um, just in general. And it's something I sure struggle with, and it's and it's daily. It's uh, you know trying to stay focused and 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 uh, just remember what my goals are. So I don't know if you. I don't know if people out there have problems with that. I know that I do. And um, and if you've got any suggestions or tip for me, tips for me, I'd, I'd sure love to hear them because uh, uh, I need to get better at doing that. I need to get better at. Uh, uh, sticking to it, I guess. And I, I mean, that might sound odd for a guy that'll train to run 80 kilometers in a day, but, um, I fight with it every day. So, um, so this is going to be a, a shorter podcast than normal. Uh, I'll confess. I, I just don't have, uh, with all the different things that are going up leading up to, to getting the run done and stuff, but I just don't have the time to, to dedicate to doing a, the podcast as regularly as I'd like, but uh, one thing I do want to talk about, and I don't know if, if everyone else has seen this meme, and I'll, I'll try and find uh, a link to it to put in the, uh, the blog post that goes along with this. Uh, I think it was last week or maybe the week before. Uh, it was one of the things that kind of shot through my Facebook feed, and it was a video of a, uh, uh, of a between 8 to 10-year-old boy who has uh, cerebral palsy, and he had just finished running a triathlon. And, well, not finished, it just shows him coming into the finish line. And I sent that video to a number of people, and I, and I think the caption I put in is, if you know, <laughs> if you don't tear up watching this, uh, you're not human. I mean, there's something, there's something wrong. Because he comes into the finish area, you know, just before the finish line with a walker, and then as he's a probably, I don't know, 20 meters from the finish line, he leaves his walker and starts walking on his own steam. And about halfway from where he left his walker to where he gets to the finish line, he falls. And he falls pretty, I mean, he falls pretty hard. He, he didn't really get his, his, his hands up to brace him. And, and one, of the, one of the volunteers at the, the finish line starts walking out to help him up because he's like, geez, you know, I, I got to help this kid up. And the little guy just waves him off. He doesn't want it. He wants to finish on his own steam. And to me, it was such a beautiful image and such a powerful image. And, uh, you know, something I, I, you know, I carry, I'll carry with me and use my, use as motivation. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I got interviewed today by the local global TV um, as part of a larger story about uh, charity donations in, in, uh, and how it's been going in with the economic downturn. And, you know, and I have noticed this issue. I mean, donations are definitely coming in slower than they did last year. Um, but, I mean, the bulk of the donations did come in with, with you know, uh, sort of with uh, in the last month and a bit. So uh, I think it will pick up a little bit. I mean, you know, the chances are we're not going to get as much as we did last year but as I pointed out in the interview on Google Global I haven't actually watched it so I don't know if they actually aired this part of it but I did say you know awareness is part of it too and the awareness is great just as good um, but 
you know, one of the things I was mentioning to the reporter, and again, uh, excuse me, I don't know if they aired this portion of what I said, but I was just saying, you know, to me, it's kind of, uh, I don't look like a traditional runner. Uh, you know, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm 220 pounds. Uh, I definitely don't have the gazelle-like body that you would expect from somebody who runs ultra marathons. Uh, but I'm okay with myself and who I am and what I do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, and I mentioned to the reporter that, you know, you, when I talk to people about what I do, I always get a look like, yeah, right. You know, people don't say it, but you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their body language. Um, but for me, it's not about, you know, getting the magazine body and it's not about, uh, uh, the time and how fast I finish. For me, it's about the journey and it's about getting there. It's about generating awareness um, and hopefully showing people and challenging people's notions about what is not only possible for people with MS, but just people who are, are what's possible in general. Uh, you know, I had a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago say to me, well, I'd come running for, for, with you, but I don't run. I'm not, I can't run. You know, it's just, I'm not, I'm not wired that way. Um, and that, that's putting limitations on yourself. So I don't, I don't care if you're tall or short or fat or skinny or whatever, you can do whatever you want. And I really, you know, goes back to that video and watching that, watching that, that young guy, uh, with a pretty severe condition, a lot more severe than any that I have, uh, cross the finish line. So with that in mind, here's my conversation with Andre and, uh, He's got a great story to tell, so definitely take a listen. Well, I'm sitting here uh, in West Edmonton Mall, of all places, uh, with Andre, and Andre doesn't have MS so he's my second ever guest that doesn't have MS but the reason why I wanted to talk to Andre is he's got a really inspiring story so if any for any of you out there that listen to me babble on about my run or listen to or thinking about exercising and I just think he has a really motivating story and and something to share so uh, I'm gonna turn it over to Andre and let him introduce himself and then I'll ask him some questions all right thanks Sean uh, yes my name's Andre I'm uh... I'm also a runner uh, and love to do it, nothing but. I do have a little bit of a story, I guess, as well, in terms of uh, getting into running, and I'm sure we're going to delve into that. So, Andre, really what I wanted to, to talk to you about uh, and what I wanted you to share is um, I know we, we, we met as a result of my running uh, and how, just really quickly, how I met Andre was um, I tweeted at him. Uh, I tweeted at the, the Sport Check West Edmonton Mall account and he responded with regards to my run because um, I have a hobby of badgering people to try and help me out with my, with my run. So anyway, we ended up meeting, talking, and then what I discovered is Andre's got a really interesting story. And as it turns out, Andre has run two Boston Marathons now? Uh, two Boston yeah. And you're going to run a third one this year. Um, but only a short time ago, uh, and I'll let Andre fill you guys in on the details, but Andre was... Uh, Rotund is that a, is it a fair way to put it? So why don't you just kind of start there and kind of give the backstory of how you know you go from being really badly out of shape and you know the size you told me you were, which I still can't believe, and and 
and, and running a Boston Marathon? Yeah, I wasn't always in shape. Yes, I'm running my third Boston Marathon uh, this April, uh, but that's a uh, it's been a long road to getting to there. Um, used to weigh upwards of uh, 256 pounds. It was a result of being living a sedentary lifestyle in university. You know, it's sports in high school. They went away because now it's time to focus on studying, um, and just you don't notice it. It really it just it catches you by surprise. I, I thought I was decently in shape at that time even. I guess it was because of my sports background in high school. I played hockey, played soccer, and I, th- I thought I was pretty good at it. And um, then just, you know, I, doing a couple of fun ex- activities with friends, running around, you know, uh, playing soccer, a couple of pickup games in uh, university, and still thinking, okay, I'm, I'm okay, I must be fine. Uh, but then realizing as time went by, wow, I'm really... I don't know if this is the right lifestyle I should be living. I'm really noticing that I'm feeling heavier, feeling tired, and things aren't necessarily going my way in terms of healthy, active lifestyle. And after, especially after stepping on the scale, realizing I'm at 256 pounds, that's where I thought, no, it's time for a change, lifestyle change. Um, this isn't for me, and it's not heading the right direction. So I decided to um, properly monitor what I eat. That was step number one, because I think a lot of people, the way they get as big as they do, is that they don't necessarily take in consideration what they're putting into their body, uh, their net calorie intake. And if it's too high, like what you're supposed to take in, you're going to gain weight. And if you're not moving, you're going to gain weight, more than likely. Um, So that was the case for me especially. So decided to educate myself, find out that a proper portion of, say, you know, the easy university meal is a plate of spaghetti, uh, decided to look into exactly how much I'm supposed to take in and portion it properly. Decided, hey, I need to move. Let's go. And I guess the exploring me, I used to love hiking and stuff like that. So decided to let's put on the rollerblades and just go for a long way and explore Ottawa, where I was at the time. And started falling in love with just you know seeing how far I can go and noticing that, yeah, working up a sweat, breathing hard, and it was a nice lighter activity, so it wasn't a hard, you know, shock to the system. It was pretty light. You can glide for a little bit if you're out of breath, which is kind of nice, and pick up where you left off, uh, you know, start skating after that. Um, And then as the time went by, I just started, you know, losing the weight. Uh, I guess it's a law of thermodynamics when it comes to that, is that if you're burning more than uh, what you take in, you're going to lose a little bit of weight. And it used to start off, I remember, like two pounds the first week, uh, a pound and a half the second week, and just consistently a pound and a pound. And after about uh, three or four years of that, because this wasn't too long, this was in 2010, 2009-ish. Uh, I don't remember the exact date, but yeah, I was pretty big. And then upwards uh, all the way till now, um, I'm now to 150, 145, depending on uh, how close we are to a race, I guess. Um, decided to take up running, which is now my end-all, be-all passion, um, by getting tired of lugging the skates to work one day, because that's how I commuted back and forth from work. I'd either take the bus there, skate home, uh, to combine the commute with the workout, because it's always about finding time to work out, which is, uh, uh, there's always time, I guess is uh, the point of that. And uh, decided to run home, and I remember just the first run, being dog-tired, not... um, you know, having to stop every 500 meters or so to at least walk or catch my breath again. And uh, this is at the point where I was about 180 pounds. Um, And, you know, decided to, you know, wanted to keep pushing myself because it's a challenge. Challenges shouldn't scare you off. It should be scary in a sense. You should be out of breath, 
and uh, you should be suffering, so to speak, to a degree. Um, and, but that's part of the challenge to see if you can do it. It's there's always obstacles in the way, um, and I want to overcome it. So get get home from work and decide the next day I want to beat that time. Let's let's go home. Let's get there faster, um, and started getting faster and faster from there because I always tried to beat my times. Fewer breaks along the way as well. And um, yeah, that's uh, the story of how I started running, then registered, had a friend uh, talk about a race, Five Peaks at the time, uh, where Torlager, I think this was in 2010, and, uh, or 2000, wow, I forget the dates, but you can edit the dates out, if anything. Um, registered for a race and actually did not too bad. I ended up in the top 20 for the, uh, the Five Peaks race. Um, and that crossing the finish line the first time doing it and seeing the atmosphere, all the people around supporting one another during the race um, really lets you know that you're part of a community and you'll want to be a part of it even more, uh, which is another reason why I love to run is the community aspect of it, uh, especially crossing the finish line as a personal challenge. That was, that was it for me and I was hooked. Um, going on from there, started doing more races and just started even from there getting faster and faster. Later in that season of uh, the first five peaks ended up being uh, in the, some top threes, uh, which was a lot of fun. Then the next year for five peaks, consistently placing in the top three, registered for, well, I was thinking about doing uh, a full marathon, I think it was uh, 2012, but then back down a little bit, and marathons are big and scary after all, it's 42.2, and decided to do the half marathon. And I set a goal, a conservative goal of, you know, 145, but in my mind I was thinking, okay, 130 would be awesome. Um, then ran that race and surprised myself, ended up a 128, I think, or 129 uh, for that first half marathon. Um, and I just, I was so surprised. I was like, why didn't I do the marathon? That would have been a lot of fun. So next year, guaranteed, because this is my first real half marathon, decided to register for the full half, full marathon in uh, here in Edmonton. Um, and of course training, it's, and I train by myself, run by myself a lot of the times too, so it's a lot of uh, lonely-esque, but it's, that's where you see a lot of runners out, uh, out there where you can give that happy little wave, and uh, that's a lot of motivation for me since I am out there, say, running 30K for a long run now. If I see another runner, if I get a wave, that's, that lifts the spirits quite a bit. Moving on uh, closer to the uh, Edmonton Marathon, uh, in, to more towards April, that's where in 2013 the bombings happened in, uh, in Boston. And that's where it really motivated me to qualify for Boston Marathon at my first marathon um, because I didn't want um, anything to interfere with the... Uh, our running community. I want our running community to stay strong and to show my face that we're not afraid is, uh, was a big part of that. Um, then ran that, uh, that marathon in here in Edmonton and came up with a time of 2.58.58, uh, which puts me at uh, qualifying time by six minutes for uh, Boston, which meant it's pretty much a guarantee. If you qualify by three minutes or more, you're almost for sure in. And... Um, let me tell you, the first Boston Marathon 2014 that I ran, um, that's a race I'll never forget because it was the year after the bombing. So a lot of people came out to support the runners. A lot more runners uh, registered for that one. I think it was upwards of 39,000 uh, runners or 37,39. Don't quote me exactly on it. And you can, that's the first race that I ran where I didn't feel alone. 
Um, Edmonton, yes, great race. It's an out and back, but there are some times where I'm by myself and I just have to stay mentally strong. In Boston, you don't have to worry about anything. You have crowds the whole way, 42.2 kilometers um, along the route. You also have runners everywhere because everywhere you're seated, all the runners can run just as fast as you or faster. Um, so you're surrounded by runners at all times. So if you want somebody to keep pace on, you have somebody right next to you at all times to, to help you out. So it's a real motivator and it shows how strong the running community can be, how we come together and um, when, what we can do when we get behind a cause. Um, and uh, yeah, that was my first Boston, my first marathon, first Boston. And now I've been running consistently since, putting upwards of uh, 100k a week uh, in my training plans, sometimes more. And I'm uh, going to be running Boston again for the third time coming April. A couple things that stick out to me is, um, you know, it's funny how when you start running, uh, and it sounds that it's, it's kind of a similar thing that happened to me that happened to you, you don't ever set out to run uh, an ultra, a Boston Marathon. You started just to change up your exercise. Like for me, it was a, it was a way to... Um, uh, sort of rehabilitate myself from a you know from a, from an MS attack, um, and for me you know the initial goal was being able to run 5K, and now if I run anything less than 5K, I feel like a complete loser, <laughs> for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, but then it just sort of incrementally increases. You go from you know you, you get to the point where you can you know run 5K, and then all of a sudden you think well okay, I'll do 10, and then somehow you run your first half marathon. Now, my marathon, I'm about a half an hour longer than you to run a half marathon. Uh, I can't even imagine running under a... I, if I could run an hour 45, I'd be thrilled, let alone an hour and 28 minutes. Um, I mean, my best, my best half marathon right now has been just under two hours. So, and you know, and I think it, I'm 10 years older than you, so I think at 39 years old... The odds of me being able to get down that quick are probably at this point in the game are probably, but it doesn't matter. I mean that you know one thing you said was about the community, and I don't think that um, for me it's just getting out there and you know I, you see you mentioned it's a lot of it it's by yourself, so it's more of a competition with you internally than it is externally. If we were to stand side by side, you look like a runner. I don't. <laughs> uh, you know I've got about seventy five pounds on you, and I don't know. Uh, how tall are you? Uh, five seven, depending on the shoes. Okay, so yeah, I've got about five inches in height on you. Um, I mean, and we're just very different builds, right? But it does, again, that's not the point. Um, any any anyone can do it, and anyone can take it up. So, uh, next thing I want to ask you about um, is you've got a really interesting job. So, can you just describe what it is that you do? Yeah, just recently I uh, took upon the position of community manager slash brand ambassador at uh, Sportcheck here at the West Edmonton Mall. And what I do is I get to reach out to the community. I get to talk to people about what inspires them, what motivates them. Um, I get to, yesterday uh, I decided to um, go check out November Project and uh, lend them my support uh, through social media, through everything, because that's the free fitness movement. Uh, again, just people being active and uh, having fun with it. Um, so, so in a nutshell, that's, that's what I do. I get to talk about what my passions are and uh, hear other people's passions as well. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, this is what I feel I want to do for a long, long time to come. 
so that must be cool. So you get to, uh, so no day would be the same, right? Um, you know, obviously you got to deal with Yahoo's like me who are looking for money. You got to deal with Yahoo's like me who want to have you on a podcast. But I, you know, but great things like going to the, you know, the November project yesterday morning, um, and you get to see it from all perspectives. And it kind of sounds like your your job is organic and hasn't. You don't even know. Like I mean, the last time we spoke, you didn't even really know fully what it was yet and, and nor did the people who hired you to do it um so like long term what do you see long term well right now it's still as you called it it's organic i can um it, it adapts everybody's changing everybody is has different fitness focuses so i like i guess have to adapt to everybody's needs um mainly long term i just want to see a strong community of people that love to come together and go for a run, go for that uh, um, that weightlifting session, break down your PRs. You know, your personal bests are, you know, just new records to break is what they are. Um, and I want to help people connect is the main thing. I want to be able to connect people so that they can achieve their fitness goals. Um, there are a lot of great people, great fitness ambassadors in Edmonton, and I want people to know what's accessible to them, how easily accessible it is for them to get fit and um, live long live long and healthy lives. Now, one of the things that, that Andre did do for, for the, the really long run is on his uh, media board at the store in West Edmonton Mall, um, he put a picture up the, for last year from the really long run, and it's a picture that... Uh, I'm, and actually, I think it's I think it's hilarious. I I, I really think it's funny because I'm uh, the the picture that it, it, that that's up there is of me. I'm about 65 kilometers into the run, give or take, and I'm wearing a Bubba Gump shrimp hat. Uh, somebody got me the Forrest Gump hat because they thought it would be really funny. Uh, which again, uh, I got this pair of pink shades on because I didn't bring any shades that day. I don't know what I was thinking. So someone there's someone's that just and I have a towel wrapped around my neck because they were putting towels in ice water to try and cool me down because uh, I was really struggling at that point. Um, so anyway, he put it up on the community board there, and he tweeted a picture of it. And I, you know, my, 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 I think it was my sister asked me, he's like, Sean, do you mind having that picture? And I thought, you know what? I think it's funny, and if it, and if, if it gets people asking questions, then, it, then it's the perfect one to have up, I think. Uh, I mean, anyway, so I... I Wanted to ask you, and I forgot to, to, to mention this when you were telling your story about the running, um, but you were talking about calorie in and calorie out. One of the tips that you gave me a couple of weeks ago when we first met is you had mentioned that you had uh, played around with a few apps on your phone, like calorie counters. And because I have to cut weight because of my build and stuff, I have to cut weight between now and, and April, or not April, May. Um, like I'm about 225 right now. I want to get down to about 210, 215 because that's, uh, if I can get lower, awesome. So I downloaded one of those apps, and it's the coolest thing because it's. It, and what I found is it makes you aware of what you're eating because you you said that like it. You don't. You're not aware. Like if you go to, you know, uh, you go to a subway or something, and you have a, I don't know, a foot long sub. You don't realize that's could be potentially half or more of your daily calorie intake in one sandwich. And if you did that at lunch, and let's say you had bacon and eggs and pancakes for breakfast, and then you have a, a steak dinner at 
and then ice cream before bed, you could be two or 3,000 calories that day over your, what, what your ideal calorie intake could be. And you wouldn't be necessarily conscious of it because it was just part of your day. So can you maybe just talk about how, uh, like how that came about, how you used it, and how you found it helped? Because you, you mentioned some stuff when we were walking over here to sit down, and I just think it would be helpful to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the first thing that I wanted to do was educate myself in terms of what is proper eating. And uh, through that, I started exploring a lot of fitness apps and uh, uh, found one that suited me because it was easy to use. A lot of foods were already inputted, and I can see how many calories I'm supposed to take in. You put in your weight, your height, and based off that, it's what your um, uh, recommended daily intake is. And it's a goal that is clear, it's concise, and you don't want to get necessarily past it, depending on what your goal is. Um, so with that, I was able to, it went for, I had a day where I decided to just eat what I normally do, which was the biggest eye-opener, and inputted everything in. Uh, without looking necessarily at the calories only until the end of the day and realizing like wow this is this is not this is a lot I'm way over uh, especially if I did want to lose weight this isn't the way to do it um, so next day I decided let's properly portion out let's look into it a little bit more and, and uh, again play spaghetti it's not supposed to fill the whole plate it's supposed to fill just about a quarter of the plate uh, for uh, the calorie intake uh, when it comes to that and it's it's tough. I'm sure uh, if you've been doing it for a little bit, it must be, you know, you can't eat the whole plate. And sometimes I do. I still have the big appetite where I could eat the whole pizza if I wanted to. Um, but you just know what your fitness goals are and what's more important to you. Do you want to achieve what you set out to or do you, I guess, want to live a shorter lifespan is what it comes down to in the end. And that's the biggest key is educating yourself, number one. Um, and realizing that what you are supposed to take in and how many calories are in the Subway sandwich, for example, or just in your normal going out to a restaurant or what you cook at home. Um, it doesn't have to be filling up the plate. It just has to fill you up, and that's all you need. No, and I think that, like what I found, because I started using it, uh, I started using the app a week ago. So this, I'm into my second week now. So this is into my second week. And I had to go to, and I was perfect the whole week until I had a business trip. And poor me, I had to go to San Diego for the weekend for a conference. And I was, luckily enough, I had a kitchen at my hotel room. So there was a Safeway, like, honestly, two blocks away. I went there, bought some chicken, bought just so I could eat normally. The worst part was travel days because airports, it's really, really hard. Uh, I was actually not too bad getting there because I just went and bought some... Um, like cereal bar, granola bar type things um, to get me down there on the way back. Eh, I had a bad day there where I was over. Um, and you have the odd ones where you're over, but I'm not, the nice thing is I'm not over by a lot. It's uh, And then once you factor in exercise and stuff, am I really over? Exactly. Right? So, uh, yeah, I would just say that one of the recommendations that Andre gave me that I'm using is if, you know, look it up on your phone, whether you're using an Android or iOS or whatever, and uh, they're pretty helpful. Um, now, the last thing I want to talk to you about, we, we touched on it the first time we met, and I'm going to push you on it again. Uh, now, you're running the Boston. I think you said it was two weeks before my run. Yeah. Oh, no, that's about a month before. It's about a month before the run. Okay. So are you still thinking you might run a little bit with me on the 14th of May? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a run, it's a good cause, and that's what I want to do. I want to bring our running community together, the fitness community together, and this is a great cause to get behind, along with 85 kilometers to, 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 to traverse, which will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Okay, he said it was going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll ask him at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything else you want to add before we uh, sign off? Absolutely. Um, the main thing to know when it comes to losing weight when it comes to fitness is that it's all baby steps you're always it's not going to be an immediate transformation you have to look at the small picture and then take a step back after a while look at the big picture that's where you're no, going to notice the big change after a little bit of time has gone by um, just like with my running now I mean I'm running uh, a marathon now at uh, two hours and 50 minutes I want to get faster it's going to be incremental it's not going to be magically at two hours and 30 minutes I have to work hard at it I have to, you know, put my head down, dig deep, and uh, put in the effort to, um, to to shave off those few seconds every kilometer to get faster. Same thing with losing weight. It's the bit by bit. But like I said, after a little bit of time, step back, you'll see where you came from. Actually, I'm going to add to that because uh, it's just interesting you, might, you mentioned that. Like One thing when you're starting off uh, on any kind of exercise plan is you have to take the scale with a grain of salt. Depending on your body type, I um, mean, again, because you and I, Andre and I, are very different body types. I'm guessing you're probably an ecto and I'm an endo, so we're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, I gain weight and I and I add muscle very quickly, so I lose weight very slowly um, when I'm exercising. But I, I, a guy came up to me on the track today. A guy I see every day. You know, I was at the track in St. Albert, and I see this guy every day. Uh, he came up to me. And we just say hi in passing. He goes, you know what? You've really trimmed down. Well, he's been watching me for the last two years, like since I started this whole craziness till now. And But in reality, there's only about 18 pounds of difference on the scale. But what he was talking about was the composition of my body's changed. And because I've, I've gained a lot of muscle, which weighs a lot more than fat, and I've lost a lot of the fat. I have more fat to lose, but that's something important to, to be aware of. It, you know, if you're only losing a pound of wheat like you were to start, that's not the end of the world because behind the scenes, your body's really changing. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I guess. So, anyways, uh, I just want to say, Andre, thank you very much for taking the time. Um, you know, we, if, you, if you can picture this out there in, in podcast line, we are sitting in phase one of West Edmonton Mall on the second floor overlooking the stage just on some leather furniture. So... Uh, that's the setting. Uh, thanks again for doing this, and I look forward to running with you in May. Now, keep in mind, it's actually good that you have to run the Boston you know, less than a month before. It'll slow you down a little bit. Uh, otherwise, I might like, attach a tow rope to you. Perfect. Okay. Thanks, bud. So that was my conversation with Andre. Uh, thanks again, Andre, for doing that. It, uh it's a great story, and I, I think it's one that uh, I'm happy that you, you, you shared with, uh, with the listeners of this podcast. Um, if anybody wants to follow Andre on Twitter uh, with regards to the, the, his job he was talking about with SportCheck, uh, you can follow him at the SportCheck West Ed Twitter account, and you can find him at, at SC West Ed on Twitter. So that's at S-C-W-E-S-T-E-D on Twitter. Uh, and Andre, honestly, is really great on Twitter. He, If you try and inter- if you interact with the account, he, he generally will interact back with you. 
Uh, that's actually how we met. Was uh, like I said, I tweeted it at him. So uh, now the next podcast, I may get one out in April. Uh, we have a uh, uh, an event for the run coming up on the 21st, which I believe is a Thursday evening. Uh, it's supposed to be at the Brown Social Hall in West Hende in Edmonton. Um, so I may do some, record some audio that night. Uh, I am planning on doing a podcast during the day while we're running on May 14th uh, and getting audio throughout the day. Uh, so the next podcast may be in April. It may wait till after we, I finish the run in May. It just all depends on time. Um, if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please send me an email at Sean, S-E-A-N, at ownmultiplesclerosis.com. Uh, you can also tweet at me at ownms.com1. So that's O-W-N-M-S-D-O-T-C-O-M and then the number one on Twitter. Um, you can find me there. I'm actually on Instagram now. So that's, uh, I believe it's ownms. Um, yeah, so if you want to be involved at all with the podcast, please uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to have you. And if you don't live in Edmonton, it does not matter. Uh, a lot of the interviews I've done, I've actually done via FaceTime, Skype. Um, so wherever you are in the world, uh, if you want to you know, be a guest and talk about your experience and your journey uh, with multiple sclerosis, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, I look at the stats every after every episode, and uh, there are people in the United States, there are people in Europe, there are people all over the place that, that, that listen to this, uh, and thank you for doing so. Um, it's been uh, it's been great for it's been a great thing for me uh, as well. So I hope it helps you and, I, and it's been good for me. Um, if you're at all interested in the really long run to NMS, you can find information at www.reallylongruntoendms.ca. You can also find information on my blog at ownmultiplesclerosis.com. Um, so thanks for listening and. Uh, like I said, there may be one. There may be a podcast in April, um, uh, but there will definitely one be one after the run in May, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.